I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. What's up, everybody? I got a special edition of the show today as we check in overseas in London, England, during the Olympic Games. I was about to say London, Ontario. I'm so used to saying London, Ontario, but I need to give my head a shake because it's the Olympics. London, England is where we are going for this conversation while the biggest spectacle in the world takes center stage. Billions of viewers watching from all over Earth as the most talented uh, athletes compete in dozens of events, achieving greatness, suffering defeat, living out their dreams, all these breaking records, all these unbelievable athletic achievements. All I want to know about is the Olympic Village. Like all the all the good stuff, all the the TV stuff, that's, you know, that's on our screens. That's whether it's your your phone or your computer or your television. I want to know the juice that you don't see on TV. And today we're going to get some. Part of me thinks it's it's kind of like high school where there's like various cliques. I mean, you're you know, you probably hang with your you know, your teammates from your country, but maybe there are some cliques that form within the sport. You know, there's like gossip, you know, there's the, you know, the high school, there's like your schedules, um, you know, the cafeteria, and of course, raging testosterone. The most finely tuned bodies, some in their prime, some past their prime, have been sacrificing for months to reach this point. And you know what that means? pent-up frustration, which will lead to a release. From the sandy beaches of the volleyball courts, representing Canada, and I'm talking about the beach volleyball courts, all the way in London, England, a talented duo joins me on the phone from a party. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. And on the other side of planet Earth, in uh, which, which sounds like he's at a party, and I believe currently he's on a barge. I don't know his GPS position, but I think if I checked it out on my iPhone, it would be hot, and it would be like the place where I need to be one half of Canada's men's beach volleyball team, Josh Binstock. Uh, dude, where are you and what are you doing? <laughs> um, at the moment, I'm in London, England, and specifically on a barge. Um, a gentleman, a Canadian, happens to uh, be doing well, and he's expressed his um, gratitude to the Canadian athletes and is providing us with a nice barbecue and um, a social gathering. So... Uh, 
at the moment, I just took a, a step out of there, but yeah, you can kind of hear the, the background fun going on. Okay, so d- let me just read between the lines. A super rich Canadian dude lives, does he live in London, England? Um, he does not live there, but, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. He does have a place here, so he's not permanently located here, but he does spend uh, several months here. So, so and so he's, he's invited whoever from Team Canada, whoever is, you know, who can come hang out for the day on this barge and have a, and have a merry, jolly good time. Yes, you are correct in that summary. So what other Canadian athletes are on this barge? And what exactly is a barge? A barge, is it like a, a boat with like steaming garbage? Like that's what I picture with a barge. Yeah, yeah, I did as well before I got on here. Um, I don't know the names. Well, I did, but uh, we just, there is a lot of them. We just all got introduced to the first names, so I don't know the full name of the athletes, but um, the rowers and the swimmers pretty much are here, along with uh, Reader, uh, my beach teammate, Martin, and his family. Uh, my family left yesterday, so he's invited uh, us all there. And then there's another boat full of people who are on their way back who I haven't met yet. But, yeah, this barge is... Uh, I don't know. It's like a mini island. That's dude. It's pulled. that big. Um, it is. I mean, it's. I wouldn't say island. No, 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 no. But it's just something that is being pulled by you know a tugboat or not really a tugboat, <laughs> but some kind of huge boat. The, the little boat <laughs> so that could. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not used to any of this stuff. You know. That's a, that's amazing. Okay, so like, okay, so you're in London during like the Olympics. It's. I mean, is the environment as crazy as we think? Because you guys are sort of isolated in the village, and I'm not sure how many times you've been able to leave the village or leave the areas of competition. So what is the environment like? Not not on the barge, but in the city in general. Right, yeah. I mean, the city in general is crazy, um, but and in a good way. There's, you know, there's no... Uh, you know, negative, um, you know, riding or people, you know, doing... There are no protests or anything like that. Right, no, none of that. So you always think that's a, that's a possibility, but uh, the security is just unbelievable. It's actually, I have no idea how much they're spent on security. I don't even want to know. It is unbelievable the level of security they they employ, which is great, but, yeah, you are, are being checked for your passes every little too much, but, you know, thorough is good, but um, outside... The village, we do get to go. Uh, we've actually checked out the tube, you know, subway system, which is crazy intricate and uh, amazing. But they also provide shuttle services for us, so that's convenient as well. And inside the uh, the village, it's cool, man. It's like a little mini city that, you know, you can get away from the, the press and just kind of de-stress, but they you know, have around the athletes. And the dining hall is 24-7 open with cuisines from all over the world. There's even McDonald's there, which is free. So how often is that? <laughs> 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 it's hilarious. We actually haven't, uh, we didn't have any before our competition was done, but I was very surprised at how many athletes were eating there during their competitions. It was quite hilarious. Oh, really? But, uh, like, like there are lineups at the McDonald's? Yes, yes. I had to take a picture and tweet it because it was just so funny to see, you know, how, how many athletes have eaten there during the competition. That's so, amazing. That, that yeah. just goes to show that the, you guys are just regular people with, like, phenomenal physical <laughs> gifts and, and bodies, but you're regular people. 
It's true. It's, I was talking to some of the NBA guys too, and they just, you know, it's all they can't wait for McDonald's. The Italian guys we ended up losing to, and they ended up upsetting the favorite gold medalist and the defending gold medalist, and they eat McDonald's every day. I was like, what am I doing wrong here? Maybe I should have been doing that. Come that's unbe- that's unbelievable. So, so Josh, I, I, I've been able to meet you a couple of times, like once for sure, a couple of times, and yeah, um, yeah a couple of times because we were at uh, UCC, and and um, exactly. like like you you and Martin. Uh, are usually like the best looking dudes when you step into a room. And I could say that because I, I've seen you and I, you know, I could say I'm a man with confidence. And I give him another man props, but you guys are like the Thank best you. looking dudes that step into a room. So like, do you guys feel average now that you're in the village? Cause there are a lot of other really good looking dudes. You know, I'd be lying if I said, um, no, yeah, we definitely, <laughs> I'd have to say we do feel average. I mean, you know, we used to be in the, the studs walking around and, uh, yeah, you got to put your ego to the sides and pay respect. Like you said, or respect is due and, and props is due. And yeah, there's a lot of, uh, it's just crazy seeing these athletes from around the world. I mean, even some of the girls are taller than me. It's crazy. Oh, dude, aren't you like six, five? Yes. <laughs> You're then that you you met a girl. You've seen a what, is she a volleyball player? Because some of those Brazilians have length. Yeah, exactly. Legs for days. Yeah. Oh my know. gosh. It could be basketball. It could be volleyball. Oh, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite the 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 scene to see all the athletes from uh, all around the world together. So usually, uh, right now, I guess is the middle of the road. So some people are finishing up, but some people are still in their competition. So the uh, you can kind of sense the energy when you first get there. Everybody's all business, you know, not really interacting, um, staying in their own little local spots. And then as the Olympic goes on, especially in the dining hall, people are starting to, you know, become more sociable and a little bit more light and loose. So it's, uh, it's cool to see and sense the, uh, the energy flow changing. I don't know if you had this in high school, Josh, but in my high school, I went to, uh, ga- uh, uh, it was in Cambridge, Ontario, and I went, it, Galt Collegiate was the name of my high school. And all the dudes, not all the dudes, but a certain group of dudes, we would post up right outside of the calf because every girl, not every girl, but most girls would walk past you in the calf. Is it like that in the, like your, your dining hall in the Olympic Village? Is it one giant hall where all of the athletes go? Yeah, it pretty much is that. You have, uh, you know, all the uh, different foods where you have different like areas of the dining hall represent different areas of the world for the cuisine so if you're feeling you know asian or or whatever you know like middle eastern or italian or any of that you can go to that area and then yeah within the middle of it but it's huge is just all the seats so you kind of just like you did in high school you know scope your scene where should we sit yes yes yeah yeah and then (laughs) like and then and then if you want to just loiter you could spend like hours people watching you know, various athletes coming in and out and, like, you know, waiting for, like, the Dutch girls, the field hockey team or, you know, the Brazilian volleyball team or, you know, (laughs) the American soccer team, like, Hope Solo and those chicks, you know, or those ladies, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Not many of, like, the highest, highest uh, profile athletes come through, but um, you have seen, like, some of the, like, Djokovic and uh, Andy Murray, of course, when he came in, he was a stud because he's the hometown hero there. And uh, Serena came after she uh, she won her gold. So 
It was pretty cool, and you see some of the uh, the Brazilian NBA team, uh, well, the Brazilian team, a couple of NBA guys like Nene and them, and and Calderon. And I was like, you know, I'm a raps guy, right? So I saw Calderon there, and uh, oh, that's cool. It was just pretty, yeah. It was cool to see guys that you know you watch uh, play. So it was, it's definitely a cool experience. All right, so okay, so a couple things. You okay? You mentioned security is like out of control. Well, not out of control, yeah. but it's very, very intense. So, yeah. do you guys wear your Team Canada gear like everywhere? Like, is everybody repping their own country's gear, or can you just wear, you know, uh, you know, a white T-shirt and some jogging pants and just carry around your, you know, your your athlete ID badge or whatever it is you guys walk around with? Right. Yeah, you definitely need the ID badge. That's like the big stickler. But um, you are, you know, from the Canadian Olympic Committee, you're definitely um, suggested to wear some kind of, uh, you know, paraphernalia that they were giving you. So, um, you know, any, any of the shirts or top, which is pretty sweet. So around the village. But then when you go out, you know, for dinner at night, you kind of want to um, keep a, somewhat of a low pro because, I mean, it's great at the same time, but sometimes they're just, you know, asking you all these questions. You're trying to have dinner, so you don't really rep it too hard when you're out in the city. So you kind of pick and choose your battles, you know. Okay, now, um, that which is cool. That's I have seen some of the – I have, like, a couple of, like, Canada, like, rugby shirts, like the white one and the black one. They're, they're pretty nice. I, I was – I was happy to get my hands on some. So you guys stay in the what is your what's like the the Canada dorm called? Like is does it have a name? Like is it like Mackenzie Hall or is it just like the Canada Building? Yeah, no, it's the latter. So it's, it's like the Canada Building. Every every kind of building it has their countries. Um, you know, every country actually has a different design, but they all have their flags repping the country. And then uh, Canada is a pretty cool design too. I tweeted some uh, pics of that. I don't even know if you're allowed to really because they. They're pretty tight with the Twitter uh, rules. Really? Things. What are the rules? Yeah. You can't, anything in the village, or you can't really tweet anybody unless you ask them if they're in your photo. But, I mean, if someone's walking by, what are you going to you know, ask them? So um, I kind of just, you know, put it out there and see if it was uh, not that bad. More so with branding. They don't want you, branding's huge in the Olympics, um, and they don't want anybody messing with that kind of stuff. And there's a little bit of a controversy because Dre, gave out beats to every athlete with their flags on it. You're actually pretty sick. And what athlete isn't going to want to go get a free $400 pair of Dre beats, right? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So actually, I'm wearing them right now. So wait. So Dr. Yeah. Dre, he's yeah. physically in London? I don't know if he's there. Or, or his people, like people who work for Beats by yeah. Dre. Correct. Correct. And, and as an athlete, you can go pick up a free pair of Beats by Dre headphones with, with like the custom. Canadian flag on it or yeah, the American flag sure. or the Brazilian flag. Exactly, exactly. That's pretty so that dope. Big, yeah, and the IOC did not like that because, you know, Beats isn't a specific sponsor of the Olympics. I think it's Panasonic's, but he was genius of him, to be honest, because, you know, that's great marketing by him because all the athletes went, and then you see one athlete rep and you're like, would you get that? And they tell you, and next thing you know, every athlete is telling every athlete to go get their free thing. In a dining hall, you're watching every athlete walk around with beats around their thing, and the next thing you know, you know, they're the new sponsors. So it was uh, that it was is That is a genius idea. And then, right? like, and, yeah. and you, you athletes are just such big influencers, and then, like, and then it's like, Yo, man, it, it, and then you like have have you wanted to trade, or has anybody proposed a trade for your Beats by Dre headphones? No, but that's a good idea. That would be cool, actually. I would like that. It'd uh, be cool to um, get like something really, like really obscure, like yeah, you know, the United Arab Emirates, or right. you know, 
you know, Kerplakistan yeah, or something yeah. like that. North, North yeah. Korea. <laughs> yeah. if, if those yeah. guys are allowed to have them. Yeah, yeah, they got their own set of specific rules that they're dealing with. Okay, so, so Josh, if you see Usain Bolt walking by and Usain Bolt is head to toe, I think he's a Puma guy and he's wearing yeah. like his, like a Puma tracksuit and Puma, if Puma's not in, uh, affiliated with the Olympics, like not a sponsor, like if yeah. you took his photo, and tweeted it, you, like, you might get in trouble for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you tweet any logo that is not affiliated with um, the Olympics, even if it's your personal, right? Like, we have Under Armour, so um, we, were, we were told that we had to be very careful. So I'm still repping them as much as I can because I want to, you know, appreciate their support. Yeah. Um, so I did kind of tweet a couple to see what would happen, but uh, um, that was pretty good so far. But as long as it's not in your face billboard, yeah, you're not really supposed to. So Under Armour reps us, and we were told not to tweet Under Armour stuff because they're not official Olympic sponsors. But you That know, is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy tight. What, what, other, what other kind of rules are there in the village? Like, do you guys have a curfew? Um, well, the day passes. So some of our coaches and therapists, they have uh, day passes. So they have to be out by nine, right? But I mean, get out of here. Matches were at nine or ten at night, so we wanted to come back and get treatment. Yeah, and they're strict. And one of our coaches <laughs> pushed the envelope, left around nine thirty, not thinking it was that big of a deal. And then uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee got a, a letter saying from the uh, IOC saying, you know, if you break our rules again, well, you know, there'll be consequences and stuff like that. So wow. By the book so tight here. Yeah. Wow. So you can't like if you're you know, you're competing or you're you're practicing and you know, there's you know, like uh Manchester University, the volleyball team, like the girls' volleyball team came to watch you guys compete and stuff and you meet, you know, Rosanna Lloyd from right. Manchester and she's like, You can't you can't like you have to like Indiana Jones her into the village? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, man. And she My has to be out by eight fifty nine. Exactly right. You gotta be super. And, I, and who knows if they can even get a day pass? Uh, my brother uh, just loves law and NBA guys. And I told him who was there. He's like, you gotta get me in there. And they just unless you have like accreditation of some sort, you can't even get a day pass. So yeah, they're uh, they're crazy tight. But um, there was uh, a rumor that uh, last Beijing um, it was party time or whatever, and some. Celebrities were able to make their way into the, the village, so who knows if that'll happen again. But so, Josh, you you said that earlier, like some of the higher, like the the biggest profile athletes aren't really the ones that are you know coming to eat at the calf. So who's like, okay, two questions: Who's like the the athlete with the highest profile that you've seen walking around? And then, second question is. Which athletes have the most swag in the right. in the village? Right, right. Um, I would say the highest profile guys are like Ginobili, you know, and the NBA guys because the Argentinian basketball guys, the Brazilians, um, like Pau Gasol, the Spain guys, like they're all around all the time. So um, we see them a lot, and I would say they're the, probably the highest profile athletes. Other than like you know sometimes Djokovic, Andy Murray, like Serena, they'll come by. Um, I hadn't seen Kobe yet, but actually when we were watching the uh, the semifinals of tennis, Kobe is right behind. So say what's up, because I know he's your boy there. So <laughs> I, uh, I told him you said what's up, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, whatever. I hate that guy. 
Josh, how tiny, like, how, how much of, uh, of like, like, do the gymnasts look like little pixies? Because we can't really tell how tall they are on television, but I know yeah. in real life they're like, they're like, like, pygmies. Right, right. I think uh, we, they came up to us and they're like, oh my God, you guys look all kind of pygmies with you. And, you know, it's so funny until they're actually standing right beside you and you're like, whoa, this is actually weird. Like, sometimes they're like, oh yeah, you're short, funny. And you're like, what? It's actually crazy how sure you are. But, yeah, I think we took a pic, and uh, I tweeted it out. So it's at Josh Binner, B-I-N-N-E-R. And uh, it's pretty funny to see. Like, I think they're literally at our waist. It's, it's uh, actually hilarious. Hey, so, um, Josh, what do you do for money? Like, all the food is free. And, I get right. are there, like, shops and stuff in there? And then you also mentioned, like, you can leave the village to go on day trips. So, like... Oh. How, like, what do you like? Do you get? Do you guys get like a per diem or get like an envelope? It's like, hey, here's some spending cash. This is all you get. So don't spend it all at one place. Right. Don't spend yeah, it all yeah, at the uh, Hungarian house. Yeah, exactly. Right, the Heineken house. The, Dutch the house. Heineken house, home. exactly. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but I heard that's that's the place that needs to be visited. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, it's awesome. We actually, it's amazing how little money we. Um, have need to spend here everything everybody has been so like supportive it's kind of you know the first time for me at least that i feel like i'm one of those whole high profile support guys you know like everything's just oh you're taking care of like anything you need um whether it's big or small people are on it right away and um you kind of just you know tell them you're an athlete or show them your badge and they'll uh they'll accommodate you any way you can and comp everything so it's pretty amazing but no we don't get a per diem but i'm uh pretty pleased at how uh, inexpensive this trip is considering how big the magnitude is, you know? How, um, where have you gone? Like once you leave the village, um, right. are you, do you, and you can get a shuttle somewhere. You mentioned you took the, the tube, you took the subway, which is like 85 times more intricate than what we have here in Toronto with the TTC. It's, yeah. it's very similar to New York, but even more convoluted than New York. So okay. where, where have you gone? Have you, have you done sightseeing? Like, Trafalgar Square or Big Ben or the Bridge or or uh, have you gone to like the East Side? Yeah, we haven't done the sightseeing. We have gone to Trafalgar like out of just like the Canada House. There is um, that's not in the square. Um, Canada House is located at Trafalgar Square, and that's um, you know they give you free alcoholic drinks, they give you normal drinks, they give you food. It's just a place for Canadians um, to go and they have big screen TVs, couches, just a place where. You know, you can go and relax. It's more for friends and families of the of the um, of the Olympics, athletes. But um, yeah, so they're usually pretty tight, and it's actually pretty funny. I had like seven buddies fly from Toronto. I didn't think they would all come. It was unbelievable, and they dressed up in uh, Canadian like flags, and they had Canadian helmets, and they came to every one of my games, and they ended up getting like more press and attention on TV than I did. It was really? So funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, <they're>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were on all like the whoever like uh, filmed our 
put us on TV. It was amazing. And then they were on in the star. Like if you look at the star or uh, all the papers, Global Mail, it was so funny because people just hadn't seen, you know, like friends come together like that. So those guys, I was like, I only had two passes for my parents for the Canada house. And I was like, guys, I don't think it's going to happen. And they come in just rowdy, making friends with the guys who run the show. And next thing you know, they're in right away every day. It's hilarious. That is very funny. They're probably like the yeah. rowdiest, the like rowdiest. Ra- rowdiest dudes, and and maybe not yeah. like obnoxious, but just rowdy enough to get enough attention. And like <laughs> you know, Canadians, we're all like, yeah, we're like fun, friendly people. So I'm sure that just that goes an extra long way. And and certainly at the Olympics, where like everybody's got nationalistic pride, but everybody just wants to have a good time. So I'm sure they're living it up yeah. on your behalf. Yeah, what you said right there couldn't be more accurate. Like, they definitely push the envelope, but they also are respectful, and people see that. So they'll get really rowdy, and then when they need to calm it down to get things done, they'll do that. And then they just said walking around after the game, like, they couldn't literally walk anywhere because everybody wanted a picture with them because they were just hilarious Canadians, and everybody just loved it. So, yeah, they're all all depressed now back home in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, when you walk around the village being uh, Canadian, like, do you know, like, do you notice how the other athletes will, like, treat you or or engage with you? Like, you know, when, when, when Canadians travel around the world um, and they announce that they're Canadian, it's generally a positive experience they get from, you know, people wherever they are because, you know, we have this great reputation of being nice and kind and friendly and all that stuff. Are you experiencing the same thing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know if it's different and because everybody's there you know for the same cause and everybody knows it's the biggest stage in the world so you kind of having that mutual respect for an athlete no matter where they're from but uh you know i find that everybody is super um you know social and positive and polite like nobody's really you know sometimes you'll go to athletic competitions and you got to have you know your swag and you got to make it look like you're better than them it's right all kind of an intimidation kind of game right so you don't want to give them anything but uh, here it's not like that as much. It's more about, you know, you, you say what's up, you give the nod, you know, you have mutual respect, and everybody's, uh, everybody's on the same page. So there's nobody here that, you know, looks like thinks they're too school, cool for school and, you know, and throwing some ignorance there. So it's, it's really cool like that. Nice. That's a, that, sound, that sounds awesome. Like, I, I, and it's cool that, uh, to know that you're active on Twitter because in a way that's, go, that's going to be, like, part of your journal, you know, and, and, yeah. and for people listening, it's at Josh Binner, B-I-N-N-E-R. Uh, you can certainly follow him and, and live, live through his, his experience. Um, now as, as fans, uh, watching, you know, you guys complete and watching the spectacle that is the Olympics. Um, I want to talk about the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> of course, because I'm just a dude, and we're just talking like dudes, Josh. Okay. Yeah, so the girls, um, you have okay, have you met like any uh, any of them? Um, any of them as in the female athletes? Yeah, but like, okay, but I, what I mean by met, like, do you like, you know, uh, have you uh, spent some time with any of them? We haven't um, spent any, um, I guess, you know. Quality time? time? Yeah, quality time, I guess you should say. Usually it's just in the dining hall when people are um, in their social environment because other than that, you're usually focused on their competition. So you kind of just, you know, sit down and next thing you know, you're beside people from a different country and you just spark up a conversation. Um, I have heard that the village does kind of get at the end uh, a little bit more. Uh, Li- lively? Lively? 
Right, lively. You're good. You're good at describing words. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that hasn't happened uh, in terms of that yet, but uh, I guess um, near the end of the games is when the liveliness increases. So right um, I, at the I, moment, yeah. I look forward to hearing about that through your Twitter. Right. Okay. Well, we'll have to uh, keep you updated on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The serious question: If you wanted to go into the the Germany building or the, you know, the Argentina yeah. building or the American building, would you be allowed, like, would they stop you? You know, I haven't done that yet. So, and I don't think that you need a pass to get into the Canada house. So I would assume it's the same for others, but I've heard so many people from Canada have been into the Jamaica house, which they say is so fun. They've been into the, you know, the Dutch house, the Heineken house. So, um, that can't be the case. I don't know the stipulations, but I think I would think if you're an athlete, you have access to all houses. No, so okay. So what you're talking about? I'm talking about like the dorms in the village. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the houses. Yes, yeah, so you're talking about the residences. The um, residences, yeah, not not where people can drink and you know and watch the games right. and stuff. I'm talking about yeah. in the village, the dormitories. Okay. Um, you know, I don't see because in those. In those places, the houses, there is security that's letting you in. But in the dorms, there's no real security. It's just kind of like, you know, your own apartment. So I guess there, there's nobody that you have to go through to go into your own room, you know. So Josh. Uh, I guess, yeah, nobody can stop you from going into any other residence you'd like. Josh, I have a couple of names for you. Okay. And I would like you to, uh, on behalf of our country, be mm. um, Canada's ambassador. And okay. by ambassador, I mean ambassador of good times, uh, mm. and ambassador of you. You you'll be our uh, our minister of foreign affairs, if you will. Okay. And and uh, in, yeah. in your portfolio, Josh, uh, you have a certain skill set, uh, and that skill set needs to be employed. <laughs> and Are then you, uh, I think I need some assistance. You on the next flight over here to be um, my. Uh, consulting manager or uh, I'm working on credentials right now I, I'm gonna get my man D on a, uh, to get an affidavit signed so I can get at least the last 48 hours in there right. when it gets really spirited yes that's the, probably the most important 48 so uh, oh boy, yes and and uh, and it's it's the kind of 48 that a and e won't even can't right. even film okay so I got I have some names for you and I and and please uh, do us a favor and introduce yourself when you meet, if you haven't already uh, met some of these young ladies, some of these athletes. Okay, I will try my best. I, I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to go from, and now this is kind of a, a rudimentary, unofficial, this is a working cabs top 10 uh, Olympic female athletes in 2012. The top 10 that... Uh, Josh Binstock needs to meet. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'm okay. I have a couple of Canadians on this list. I'm sure you've already met them. So, and uh, so like Felicia George and Jessica Zelenka. Felicia's a mm -hmm. hurdler, and Jessica also does hurdles, but she's a heptathlete. Um, they're both dope. Uh, in your in your have you know do you know them right? You know them right? I think I know Zelenka because I just watched her race. 200. Felicia sounds very familiar. I just got to put a face to that name. Okay. Um, but, um, in your world as a beach volleyball athlete, Elsa Bacchierzio, I'm, I'm messing that up. She's, she's from Spain. Elsa. 
Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Oh, and then there's right? a oh boy, the man. She yeah, she's yeah. so dope. She has her first name on her her uh, her bottoms, like on wow, her shorts. Yeah, that's rare. Usually you got to do the last name, but she's just saying, I'm going to do my own thing. Just Elsa. Like, that's the kind of respect she gets. And then there's uh, another, uh, a, a volleyball player from Brazil. Uh, her name is Jacqueline Jacqueline Carvalho. Something close Carvalho. like that. Oh, she's an indoor Brazilian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. D, D, yeah. I'm not sure because I don't really, I haven't really met the indoor people yet. But uh, Pedro Cunha, the Brazilian beach volleyball athlete, um, we were talking on the bus on the way home, and he said there is one girl from Brazil that is fine. So I'm wondering if that is the girl he is referring to. I saw a photo of her on online, and like her, it like it's like Jennifer Lopez from the low, the lower half, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Like, I know you guys do a lot of lunges, and you guys got to get in that position to return the ball, like to bump or right. whatever. Yeah, and you got to get low for sure. Yeah, she's, she gets low. She gets low <laughs> into that deep squat. Um, there's a field yeah. hockey player named uh, Sophie Polkamp from mm. the Netherlands. Okay. You need to introduce yourself to her. Um, my okay. One of my crushes, Carmelita Jetter, she's a sprinter from the United States. I just think okay. she's so dope. She's very, very pretty. Um, Hope what's, Solo. Uh, what's her sprinter? What, a hundred? She yeah, she does a hundred and two hundred. Yeah, short okay, hair. Okay. Um, she has like a eight pack. Like these these women oh. are just like have like one percent body fat. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that is pretty nuts. Hope Solo, please, uh, on behalf of the Canadian women's soccer team. Um, <laughs> yes. You, right. Yeah. Uh, you, like that was a tough one. Yeah. Oh, did you like? Where did you watch that one? I mean, I don't know much about soccer, but I do know that that call about the penalty kick was incorrect, and that ref was probably never going to hear the end of that. Yeah, Christina Peterson is her name. She's uh, from Nor- Norway, and yeah, it, that that just blew up on Twitter here. And we're speaking about the semifinal game between Team Canada and the Americans uh, in women's soccer, and that was like we were outraged at home. Oh, that's leading the whole game and in, in control the whole way. That's literally a heartbreaker. Hope Solo, please uh, introduce yourself to her. Uh, and Solo, if you need okay. to, and if you need to exact some kind of retribution, please do so, Josh. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I just gotta represent my country as best I can. Yes, so. you do, sir. Yes, you right? do. Double, <laughs> well, we call you Double O Nineteen or something. I don't know. Because you're like two time, two and a half times more dope than James Bond. I know the math doesn't work, but whatever. Um, Daria, Daria Klishina, who's a long jumper from the so, from Russia. Daria okay, okay. Klishina. Mm, find her. Very Russian name. Yes. I will, I will find her for if you. If you have an app on your phone, there needs to be like an Olympic app. Like there's one called Around <laughs> like Me. Database, on, right? What's Is that? There? Like a database of athletes, there should be. Unlike right. uh, there's, there's around me on the iPhone. There should be one for the, the, the for. I'm telling, for 2016, there will be one in Rio called Around Me, and it'll be for the athletes. Like who is around me, and then you'll be able to like, oh, you know, so and so is at the Heineken house. Well, who's, that's a genius idea, actually. See, that's listen. I have a lot of time on my hands, Josh, and I'm just, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just one man. Um, okay, we can talk more. This is good where it's going. Dude, I, I got all kinds of these. Uh, two more. Uh, yeah, uh, keep them coming. Lolo Jones, who is uh, right. uh, uh, the hurdler from the, the United States, who is uh, 
who was a was a virgin. A virgin. It's hard. I can't even spit that out. Like it's such a hard <laughs> word for me to say. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I didn't. I didn't know about that. And then I was walking by, and someone pointed her out. They're like, "Yeah, look at her. She's pretty good." And I was like, "Okay, yeah. What's the deal?" And then they're like, "Yeah, she's a virgin." I was like, "What?" Yeah, and she's like thirty or like twenty-seven right. or yeah. thirty. Yeah. I wonder what like the, uh, the general record for athletes. Virginity. Oh, that she, she's got to be setting one, and like, yeah. And whenever she's done, like, you know, all kinds of dudes, like that. That's almost a gold medal in itself. Right. <laughs> if 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 you're a dude wrong. can conquer that. Wrong with that. Yeah, that's uh, that would be a, a, a tough feat, but uh, probably one that's just as uh, as rewarding. Feeling. Yeah, rewarding <laughs> exactly. And uh, the last one, a basketball player. Uh, this lady's from Croatia. Her name is Antonia Mazura. I, I don't know if I'm saying her first name right, but right. Croatian. She wears number six. Absolutely, please, huh. do like stand on guard for thee. Like you know, <laughs> give give her a, give her some old Canada, my dude. Just, How tall is she? I wonder. I don't know. Like I think I, she had, and she handles the rock, so she she could be like oh. a she could be a, a one or a two, maybe you know, anywhere between like five ten and like six. Oh, One, okay. Maybe. She's handled the rock, so she's got some moves in. She knows how to make some cuts. Yeah, Josh. Listen, I, 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 two things. A, I want you to enjoy the party and really enjoy the party. B, uh, <laughs> please handle that list. And C, please find Martin, and if he has a cocktail in his hand, tell him to put it down and come talk to me, talk to me for a few minutes. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. He's uh, he's always, you know, got uh, something going on in that uh, in that, that department. Field, so why don't uh, what's sorry? He's always got something going on in that department. Yeah, right. Exactly. So let me uh, walk back up into the party here and see if I can uh, see if I can find him. Okay, here he is. Thanks so hey, much, man. Josh. You're welcome. My pleasure. Did you butter him up for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, sorry, who's that? Uh, Martin, how are you? Good, just uh, a couple beers deep and uh, <laughs> enjoying barbecue on top of a barge post-Olympic Games. Hey, so who else is up there on the barge? Oh, man, we got a couple of, there's, there's uh, a couple silver medalist rowers from the uh, men's and women's eights. Uh, my, my folks, um, girl from the Cam Fund office, and uh, a couple of the parents from uh, the girls' soccer team. Oh, okay. So wait, when did your parents get there? My parents landed in London on the twenty seventh. Twenty yeah, twenty seventh. So they've been here for quite a quite a long stint. Are they staying for the entire time? No, they leave tomorrow morning, but uh I guess two weeks, maybe just through, just over a week and a half was, was pretty long. It's actually our first family vacation ever. Really? Mm-hmm. You guys so wait, yeah. you're you're from the West Coast, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I hail from uh, Comox Valley, Vancouver Island. So, like, you guys never did, like, a trip down to California? Never once. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that, 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 that's a, this is a pretty cool family trip. I mean, the Olympics. Like, that's – granted, it's super expensive, but uh, that's pretty cool. What's that been well, like? It, it's, been, it's been an incredible bonding experience. Like, my sister, she, she runs – she's the director of one of the biggest uh, uh, summer kids camps in Western Canada. She got uh, – alleviated from all her duties by her co-workers to let her come and uh my parents took time off work well my mom was off because she's a teacher but my pops is a timber frame designer and, and construction guy uh so he he took time off work and came over here and it's been great pretty much chilling every single day at the canada house or at the beach volleyball venue and 
hitting up some pretty cool things and just spending time in a completely uh, different country. It's been great. So, so I started the interview with uh, Josh with this question. Um, usually when you or Josh walk into any room, you're instantly the most handsome dude in the room. Um, but, Depends uh, if Josh walks in first or if I walk in first. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, now, but walking around the Olympic Village where there are soccer players and other volleyball players and basketball players and tennis players and track guys, yeah. do you feel average now? It, the, the playing field has certainly leveled out. Uh, one thing that really uh, is our strength is height. And all of a sudden, we're we're mediocre in the uh, in the cafeteria. You know, it's very very frequently over the last two weeks, I've had to look up to a woman, which is scary. The Russian girls' basketball team they're gigantic. Same with the uh, the Chinese girls' basketball team, volleyball teams. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. But in terms of uh, athletes, yeah, there's a lot of uh, I, I call them predators. This is a gathering of the world's best predators. <laughs> and uh, everyone's everyone's good in their specific field, you know, their sport. But in the cafeteria, it's fair game, so it's just predation. Wow, that's that. So you really like you really have to have like all kinds of game uh, in order to like because there's so many people vying for the attention of you know women or vice versa. So like you really got to be on your game. Like, is your game refined at this point? After what are we day ten, day eleven at the in the village? My my sword's pretty sharp. Yeah, we we've just been uh, we we've been chilling and, and uh, eyeing things up and, and making sure that uh, we we have the right plays for for late in the game. But the majority of the time we we were focused on our uh, on our sport and a lot of the athletes are still competing. So you know the last three four days I'm pretty sure it's going to be game on. So we we got a couple good strategies. Uh, Found a couple of national treasures that we're we're looking to pursue. And oh, that's that, that's that's a you're wonderful. That's amazing. National treasures. I love that. I love that. <laughs> go be Nick Cage and 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 rescue some national treasures, or go get some exactly. get some jewels. That's unbelievable. So wait. So <laughs> how tall are you, Martin? Are you are you six four, six five? I'm six seven. You're six seven. You're a yeah. six foot seven beach volleyball player from Western Canada, and you've had to look. And you've looked some women right in the eyes, like 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 dead across from you, or looked up because some female athletes are taller than you. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That is unbelievable. Has that ever happened to you ever in your life? Never in my life. No, no. It's uh, it's actually quite. Uh, I, I don't think this is the word, but unemasculating. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it takes away. From, from I think it's just, I think it's just emasculating. I think it's just the word. <laughs> Maybe demasculating. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So then, conversely, you they're like they're like they're like pygmies walking around, and by pygmies I mean the gymnasts. The who, gymnasts, little petite ones. Yeah, who who look like cupcakes. They're like, and like, and they're and they're like fourteen or whatever. Like they're they're like, they they've got to be. They must look like kids to you guys, no? They're teeny tiny, yeah. The Bulgarian, uh, let's just call them thimbles for now. They're, they're teeny <laughs> tinies. Um, they, I have no idea how old they are. And actually, one of our roommates, uh, Nathan, he's a gymnast, and he was saying that sometimes they carry up to three, four, five passports, and they don't even know how old they are. So uh, these, these countries have kind of, uh, yeah, no, I, I was so surprised and shocked to hear this, that sometimes these athletes have no idea how old they are. And from a young age, they're kind of told uh, which passport to use. So uh, 
I, I think the youngest athlete possible at the Olympic Games is 15, but I, I'm not confident in that. And, uh, you know, who knows about some of these athletes, but I'm sure they range between 16 and 18 primarily for the gymnastics. Wow. Okay, so Martin, you mentioned an interesting thing. One of your roommates is Nathan, who's a gymnast. How many of you guys are in a room? Like, what, what does your room look like? So as it stands right now, we have uh, we have three rooms that are doubles in one apartment. So we have uh, we have two gymnasts that stay together. One's uh, Nathan. He's the uh, he, I think he's the bar and floor specialist. And then his room or his like bedmate or uh, I guess roommate is uh, um, what is it? Is Jason and he does trampoline. He he got silver in Beijing. Nice. And then uh, across from us is uh, two fencers. So uh, Etienne and Philippe, they're, uh, one's, uh, I think, Epe, and the other one, I forget the style of... Of fencing? And, yeah, and then uh, it's just Josh and I. So six of us, all told. So when you, like, when you, did you guys get there first you know, and claim the room? Or, did, or like, is there, like, a big one room that's like, oh, this, they got the window, and the other you room's know, you like... Know what? We got there first, man. We got there first, and we got the deal. So we, we got, the, we don't have a deck, and we don't have an ensuite bathroom, uh... The, the fencers, they have a nice little deck overlooking the, uh, um, the kind of park in between us and the Brazil house. And uh, the other boys have an ensuite bathroom. So we arrived first, but we kind of got the shaft. So wait, did they say, okay, you guys are in room C of this unit, or did you guys pick your yeah. room? Yeah, no, we're, it, it was completely organized. Ah. And, uh, decked out months before. So our names were on the doors. Uh, our keys were... Uh, specifically made for us with our name tags on them. So there's no way to change it. But uh, you know what? It's all good, man. Once we're out in the living room, it's uh, even playing field, and we have a good time. So, Martin, have you, are, you, are your parents allowed to come up to your room and, like, hang out in your common area? No, no. There's, uh, there's a pretty strict policy for uh, people coming into the village. Uh, we actually had quite a couple of issues with, uh, with that for our staff, for our physios and whatnot. Uh, so they're very strict on who comes in the village. Uh, so as it stands, it's pretty much just top-level staff and athletes. Okay, so Martin, for the people who are listening to this that don't know, I, I, I followed it on Twitter, and actually I got some uh, updates from uh, Ellie Shermer. But how did you guys, and this is kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy, um, how did you and Josh qualify to get to the Olympics? Because that in itself is very unique. Absolutely. Well, in, since 1996, when beach volleyball was brought into the Olympics and the tester sport, they've taken the top teams in the world on the FIVB tour. So in the 2012 qualification process, they changed it. Uh, generally, it was 24 of the best teams in the world, maximum two per country. Uh, now they've changed it to 16, and then they've opened up one spot per con uh, continent. So we wound up playing... Uh, a single elimination style bracket in Mexico. We won it, so we won a berth for Canada, uh, beating Cuba, Mexico, and Nicaragua. And uh, then we came back to Canada, and two weeks later we had a head-to-head -head match, single elimination against uh, the Canadian team that we worked with to gain that berth on the continent. And uh, we beat them in two straight sets on home soil in front of about 2,000 fans um, in a crazy high-pressure match to, to get that Olympic berth for ourselves. That's that. It was pretty. It was it was insane that it came down to like a sudden death match, you know. To totally. call, it, it was it was cool. And con, and congratulations. I know you guys are probably having the time of your lives. Have you been in touch with the with the team that you've beaten? Uh, we we saw them the week after um, in Austria. Uh, you know, it, it was still a hurt. You know, I, I was giving them some time, and they're they're buddies, but. Uh, 
at the end of the day, it's, it is what it is. You know, our, all our dreams were to go to the Olympics, and uh, we had to play against each other to make it happen for two of us. And uh, we're just uh, lucky enough that we prepared really well and, and played the best we could on that day and, and took it down. So you, you mentioned that the uh, beach volleyball became an, an official Olympic sport in 96. So this is... yeah. Um, so this is like, I guess the fourth time it's, it's being played. What have the crowds been like? <laughs> Off the charts. So I think beach volleyball was really put on the map in uh, Bondi beach, Australia in the 2000 Olympics. That was when it really exploded and became the most popular sport of the games aside from the hundred meter sprint. Um, it kind of, I don't want to say dull down, but the venues haven't been as glorious, but this event is off the charts, man. Uh, Horse Guards Parade right beside Buckingham Palace. We have a 15,000-person stadium that's just brand new in this iconic venue. The DJs are just so well-planned, uh, along with the announcers who are just on point. And then there's the dancers on the inside uh, who are just fully choreographed professional dancers. It's, uh, it's a very unique venue and definitely uh, the best atmosphere to be in at the game. So wait, 15,000 people are watching beach volleyball? Yeah, it sold out every single game. It was one of the hottest tickets in town. So uh, every single match we played, so all well, we played three and then one one on the back court because it was a slightly different uh, match. Uh, we played three in front of fifteen thousand. Uh, there's thirteen cameras in the stadium and then two HD screens at the top. It was I actually got caught myself looking at the screen and then they videotaped my face of me looking up at the screen because it's uh, so captivating. Wow, dude, that's 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 you. You've never played in environments like that before, have you? No, no, we we played you know three to five thousand person stadiums uh, quite often around the world. You know that's pretty pretty standard, but this one is by far the largest and loudest and just craziest. Um, we the first time we walked in. I, I just stood at the baseline and just kind of did a 360 and took it all in. And, okay, this is this is what I asked for when I started this Olympic journey, and we're going to put on a big show. So it was it was crazy. Speaking of the show, how dope are the girls, the dancers? Are they are they cute? Are they? <laughs> uh, they're nice, yes. So we, we did, uh, as we were training prior to the games uh, at the Olympic Village, so, you know, six, six days before we were playing in the stadium, they were – doing their uh, choreographed rehearsals next to us, and that was lovely. But the second we were on center court, you know, I didn't even notice them, man. We were, we were taking care of business. No, Martin, don't lie. You guys, when you guys were training in those six days leading up to the Olympics, you guys just showed up in underwear, didn't you? <laughs> we, were, we were not training in our Speedos. No, we were, we were hopped up in our Under Armour gear, and uh, all, was, all was good. However, definitely... I'm, I'm not opposed to taking my shirt off to, to get some, uh, uh, some extra promotion, you know, to get a little extra paparazzi in there. <laughs> you're like the first guy. You're like the first guy to take a shirt. Man, is it hot in here? I'm busting a sweat and just yeah, exactly. off it comes. <laughs> Clouded. It's raining. Oh, is it hot in here? What's going on? <laughs> um, you were, okay, so so the the it's. The beach volleyball uh, ticket has been one of the hottest tickets to, to get in London. Um, now, are you guys aware or of how much stuff goes for? Like, have you heard, like, oh, for this, 
this match people were wanting a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred or two thousand. Like, does that stuff filter back to the athletes? That kind of stuff? No, we're pretty far removed from that. Uh, not too sure about ticketing. Like, even with my family uh, trying to scrounge up tickets, like I had no idea what was going on there, and did my best to stay out of it. Uh, I know that the finals are a pretty hot ticket, but uh, I'm sure that goes without saying. So I, I'm not too sure how much they're going for. Or, um, all I, I know that one Canadian guy was trying to just get rid of some tickets at face value, and he got arrested and thrown in jail for two days. So I what? think shopping's illegal here. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting situation. Get out of here! So like, so like, he, he, was he trying to scalp them like at a venue or something? Yeah, I think it was at a venue. To be honest, it was just some Canadian guy uh, just looking to get rid of his tickets, not really make money, just sell them at face value. And uh, our coach told us this that he got tossed in uh, in jail. So. Uh, tough one on, on his part. So I, I, I'm sure tickets are available, but they're probably pretty low profile. Now, uh, we I heard that uh, tickets to watch Usain Bolt run, I think they're about, I heard it was like 2500 bucks was like one of them. Did you, when, when the 100-meter sprint, like the marquee event of the Summer Olympics is about to go down, what, like what is, describe... Oh the environment, like whether or not you were actually at the venue or wherever you watched it? Tough to describe the anticipation, but just buzzing. And like, uh, I, I told this to, uh, to the crew that was with me at the opening ceremonies, you know, it's, that was the best place to be in the universe at that particular moment in time. And I'm pretty confident that the 100-meter dash start time would be the best place to be. Uh, on the on the planet in the universe at that point in time, so you all eyes are on you. Uh, the the stadium is just going off, and uh, you know those guys are egomaniacs. That sports all about uh, <laughs> you know being being big and fierce. So uh, I'm sure they're they're fired up for it. So definitely one of the one of the best events and just biggest kind of manly showdowns there there is on earth. How does it work if you want to go watch other Olympic? games like if you want to go watch like the like the women's soccer team or if you want to watch archery or i don't know something you know some race within uh within the stadium like how does it work for you guys getting tickets so the team canada staff they have uh they have an application process where uh, we can apply for tickets so we can go watch so i uh, about four days ago i sat down and looked through the whole schedule and uh thought out a bunch of events, and uh, we've been given tickets for a couple different things. Uh, but it's, it's highly competitive. You know, if you don't have a national team in that event, you probably don't have high priority. So it's hit or miss, but we can apply as an athlete to get, uh, like, a national organization seat. And, uh, like, for instance, we're going to the men's semifinals for beach volleyball tonight, uh, or for uh, indoor volleyball, which will probably be a pretty good time. Uh, we got those tickets for free. We just applied for them. Nice. I imagine, so like, if you are like a higher profile athlete, like I've just, we've seen like Kobe and like the other Team USA guys at like, at the big marquee events, you know, obviously like the whole Team USA, the basketball team was there at, uh, you know, watching Usain Bolt run. There was actually, there was a camera that was just shooting Kobe Bryant during that whole race i mean the race wasn't that long it was 9.363 uh, seconds but there was a camera just dedicated to kobe bryant 
So for like, you think those guys have to have the, have the same issue as the as everybody well, it, else? It's actually pretty funny. We went and watched the semifinal of tennis. So we uh, we arrived in um, then what? No, not Nadal. Sorry, Federer uh, took down Del Porto, and uh, we we just came up in the stadium deep in the uh, whatever. What, it was the third set, and came up the staircase, and there was Kobe right there, and I, I got a nice little kind of that little. Man nod, what's up, Kobe? And he gave me one. <laughs> nice. Walk, walk past him, and then we had better seats than Kobe. We were sitting three, three rows up from court, and Kobe was sitting about uh, eleven or twelve. So that was nice. <laughs> oh, dope! That's it. All right, you got more juice than Kobe. Exactly. So you know that was probably just what he got from his national federation. Uh, the levels that we get in terms of the, the tickets, it's usually for athletes. Uh, so it's not a VIP section. It's just kind of first come, first serve. Have you seen Usain Bolt? Like no, in I person? I, well, I did. I did. We, as we were leaving the stadium for the opening ceremonies, because we had to compete the next day, uh, we, we saw Usain Bolt carrying the flag. He just kind of passed us. But uh, I haven't come face-to-face with him uh, at the village. I actually highly doubt he's staying at the village uh, and, and haven't seen him around. So who's like who's like a bigger star at the villa is it michael michael phelps usain bolt or uh yeah no i i walked past phelps and was kind of like really you're only six two? Oh man that's why a couple of the a uh, couple of the brazilian indoor volleyball players that are just legends in our sport i uh, kind of walked past them i, I speak portuguese because i trained in brazil for a while so i tossed them a couple uh couple words and you know, just a couple NBA players that are just big freaking boys. Like, Nene is just a gigantic man. Uh, yeah, he's a just, big dude. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just a couple specimens in there that you just got to go, holy smokes, that guy's just gigantic. Now, I would uh, not want to face him. No, absolutely not. I, I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, now, the, like, in, I want to say, now this is all hearsay, and you can validate this. In 2002, at the Salt Lake City Games, we heard that the village ran out of condoms. And then in, and then in 2010, uh, in Vancouver, again, we heard that the village, they ran out of condoms. Um, so, like, have you heard anything about the village in London in 2012 as far as, like, the the availability of condoms and... Uh, and if there's... Well, there's a nice, there's a nice basket. There's a nice basket full of uh, lifestyles. I was actually just talking with Josh about this. I was like, is lifestyle the official condom sponsor of the Olympics, or is it just a Canadian <laughs> one? Or like, is this official? Like, what, what's about here? What's going on? Where are, um, where are they? Are they just like in the bathroom, or is there like in in the in the dining hall, like a, a commissary? Like, where are they physically? I, I think there's there's a nice little uh, basket, little basket weaves uh, containing a couple hundred up in the athlete services as well as the, uh, the physio room. So, you know, they're conveniently located in a few different places. There is no basket in the relaxation room, though, mind you. They may need mm. to change that. Yeah, they, they, um, they might need to, yeah. <laughs> just, just for convenience sake. Um, you know, who knows if they're just filling those things out properly so we, we don't know the difference, or if uh, uh, people are just taking care of their, their sporting business and waiting for the last couple of days. Wow, that's that. So they're just they're they're just like uh, I like that they're in the physio room though, because every athlete basically has to go through there, whether it's uh, either before competition or before practice or afterwards, to kind of get a safety first. Safety first. Yeah, safety first. Now, uh, um, now I was I gave Josh this list of names of um, 
what I would consider some national treasures. And I hope that yes. in your, you know, by the closing of the 2012 Olympic Games, that you're able to experience some of these treasures, Martin. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, th- now this is, uh, this is this is just the list according to Cabral Richards, the top ten uh, national treasures at the at the uh, summer games, and I'll just read some names for you, and you let me know if you you know of this person, you've met this person, or uh, this person will now be on your radar. Are you okay. ready? Okay. Yeah, hit me with it. I'll start with the two Canadians, uh, Felicia George and Jessica Zelenka, who are both track athletes. I've had a couple messages back and forth with Jessica Zelenka, uh, but more in terms of sponsorship side. I think she's married, but she's she's a specimen, not one. Okay, Absolutely. okay, if she's married, okay, then I'm going to take her off the list. Um, in your sport, on the women's side, Elsa uh, Bacchier uh, Rizzo, I, I'm, I'm, she's from Spain, a beach volleyball player. She's from Spain. Uh, we've shared a lot of work with the Spanish girls, uh, nice girls for sure. But they probably have some of the best uh, rear ends on tour. But uh, I think they might be spoken for as well. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, they, there are others. There are other national treasures on this list. Um, I, I hope so. Uh, Jacqueline Carvalho, a volleyball, indoor volleyball player from Brazil. I'm going to have to do a little bit of research there. Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, Jack. I'll, could I'll be Jackie uh, Carvalho. Um, all I'm going to say is. Uh, the trunk portion of her body, like Jennifer Lopez's. Is that right? Yes. Well, that's a good thing I speak a little bit of Portuguese here. Oh, but do please. Oye, uh, como um, va? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, <laughs> Neither do I, but it sounded good. <laughs> uh, Sophie Polkamp, a field hockey player from the Netherlands. They're, they're, they're uh, real what? undercover field hockey players because you like... It's not a it's not a very popular sport, so you kind of have to like you have to like go finding. It's like you got to find a diamond in the rough. No, well, we we actually shared words with the German field hockey team ladies, and they were lovely. And uh, I think that kind of perked us up. Uh, but I saw a nice little group of Dutch girls walking past uh, today that could have fit that profile. So I, I may may need to seek them out as well. Martin, do us Great. proud. Um, uh, my my, this one is like one of my crushes. I don't know if it's ever for everybody, but Carmelita Jeter, who's a sprinter for the Americans, she runs the one hundred two hundred. I just think she's so beautiful. That's 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 for me. And uh, this one would, if you meet or experience Hope Solo, the American goaltender for the women's women's team, Team USA. Uh, you're 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 saving best for last there, Gabby. That's that's nice work. That's yeah okay yeah well there 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 I have a couple diamonds in the rough but oh, Hope Solo is more. Hope Solo is probably the 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 diamond that that shines the brightest as far as yeah. visibility goes. Um, there is a long jumper named Daria um, Klishina. long jumper. That is that's you got to go jumper. digging, dude. You got to go dig into mountains. Long, well, Daria we Klishina. We both play in sand. We both play in sand. So right. a couple. Commonalities there, I like that. There you go, there you go, and she's probably very long and lean, which, uh, which you know, that's you, matching body types, you know, and whatever. Um, I'm gonna and so, uh, and I believe this lady's name is Antonia Mizura, basketball player from Croatia. Dude, where's number six? I, oh, Antonia, I believe number six, Mizura, okay. and Mizura. and finally, um. If you can, if you could uh, make her stand on guard for thee, 
Lolo Jones, the hurdler from the United States, who is reportedly a virgin. Now, not reportedly. She says it, so she's a virgin. <laughs> that is news to me. Wow. Lolo wow. Jones. I'll, I'll leave you with that, Martin. It, it seems that we have a little bit of work yet to do here in London. Well, there are a few more days of, uh, of uh, competition, and then obviously the after parties will be uh, pretty... I'm sure they'll be spirited and lively and enthusiastic and energetic. Absolutely. Well, a couple of good DJ friends of mine from the UK are lining a few things up. Uh, they're, they're on tour right now, but they're, they're making sure that we're connected with the right people. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a festive occasion for sure and celebrating our first time at the Games. Uh, Martin, yeah. that's, that's awesome. I, if, if we could live vicariously through you, um, that, I'm sure that would be a very, very fun time the next, uh, the next week or so. Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> well, listen. So, okay, last question. What happens after the Olympics? Like, when do you go? Do you guys, are, are, like, you guys back on tour? Is there a schedule for when you return to playing beach volleyball? Yeah, well, we have a national championship in a week and a half, which I'm going to I'm gonna take off because I did, uh, I, over, I hyperextended my elbow here at the Games. Uh, but we're going to have a couple big events down in the States that we're going to get wild cards to, one being the mother load in Aspen. We're going to Aspen. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> after after that, we might bring a, a couple pairs of gloves for the Rockies, and then uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Take a nice long off season. Josh is a Cairo, so he may set up a little practice, and I'm going to get after some uh, probably some public speaking, some modeling, and a couple other things. Just build a profile because the Olympics was a great thing for us as a team and uh, individually. So a lot of things to work with. So we'll probably take our minds off volleyball for a bit regenerate become better athletes and then come back stronger and harder well we look forward to that martin and uh shout out to your knowledge of dumb and dumber one of the greatest comedies ever and yeah. uh and and shout out to you and for people listening uh you can follow martin's journey his experience at the 2012 games on twitter at martin j reader that's m-a-r-t-i-n-j-r-e a D E R. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That is absolutely correct. And actually, I just launched my new website at martinreader.ca, uh, which uh, I'm pretty pretty pleased with. It's got a lot of a lot of things going. On. I had a pretty wicked article with Sharp uh, for Man magazine and a couple other things. So looking looking forward to launching a little bit of content throughout the games. Awesome, man. Well, uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you back in competition. I hope your elbow heals. And uh, man, just. Have an awesome time, Martin. Thank you for joining me on the on the Cabbie Presents uh, bro, show. Bro, I'm, a, I'm on a barge in the middle of London with a bunch of Olympians just about to – it's actually a Brazilian barbecue. They got steaks upstairs, and uh, we got a pretty fantastic night ahead of us. So I could not be happier with where I am in life. I'm so jealous. I, I hate you with all kinds of love and admiration. <laughs> much, much obliged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, sir, man. Take care, dude. Yeah, absolutely, Cabbie. Cheers. Thanks right, for having me. Josh Binstock and Martin Reeder, towering and talented volleyball players, beach volleyball players. Unfortunately, their Olympic dream was cut shorter than expected, uh, having not advanced past the qualifying rounds. But fortunately for you and I, we got an unbelievable glimpse inside the Olympic Village. Like I don't know if I don't know if you're getting this kind of juice anywhere else. And I'm happy those dudes are able to give us some juice and spill some juice. Um, on Twitter, uh, Josh is very active, as he was mentioning. He's tweeted a bunch of pictures. Uh, you can follow Josh Binstock at Josh Binner, J-O-S-H, 
B-I-N-N-E-R, and his teammate, Martin Reeder, at Martin J. Reeder. That's M-A-R-T-I-N-J-R-E-A-D-E-R, all one word. Josh Binner, also all one word. And uh, you can also read, uh, maybe I guess in a longer form, uh, Martin's new website, martinreader.ca. Fellas, make us proud. I'm Cabby, and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.